Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I discuss geocaching and my adventures with it. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. You can also sign up for the Geocache Adventures newsletter, which features upcoming episode information, behind the scenes articles, and other fun articles and information. Hey everybody, Amy Shadow Dragon One here, and I'm going to talk to you about mega events. So what is a mega event? A mega event is a geocaching event that has a GC code that has an attendance of 500 or more geocachers. The event can sometimes end up with thousands of geocachers there. It just depends on the mega event. If the event reaches 5,000 plus, then it gets a giga event status. And we'll talk about giga events more in another episode. So mega events are held worldwide. The goal of the mega event is to strengthen the geocaching community. People get together from all over the country, sometimes all over the world, and come to these events and they get to meet other geocachers, they get to do geocaching, they get to swap stories and geocoins and trackables. Vendors sometimes come to them. It's a great way to experience geocaching. They typically consist of different side events that lead up to the mega event. There's various games and competitions that will be held as part of the event or side events with chances to win prizes. They typically have some sort of theme. This year's 2021 MOGA mega event was Bigfoot themed. It's a great place to pick up and pass along trackables. There's often a designated area for trackable swaps. Uh, it's also just a place where a lot of people are going to have trackables that they bring to drop off or carry around to let others discover. This is typically an annual event, although the events may change their city location. Um, this year, MOGA was held in Owensboro, Kentucky. So how do you start a mega event? If you have a small event that you hold annually over time, it can grow in size and eventually you may be able to claim mega event status. In order to be considered for a mega event status, you have to have at least 300 Willitons logged. When you start having that many logs, it'll start getting consideration from geocaching headquarters for the mega event status. To be a mega event, it must consist of at least one main event held at one main location for a minimum of four hours. Other side events outside the mega event? Other events outside of the main event are considered side events. They must be held near the main location on days before or after the mega event. A SIDO event can be a side event but cannot take place the same day as the main event, and it must be held at a different location than the main event to qualify. So some of these will have a CEDO event the day before or the day after to clean up a nearby park or something like that. Side events are optional for the host to put on and are not required to achieve mega status, but a lot of them do have them and they can be a lot of fun. If you think your event is large enough for mega status, you can apply for it. 
Events that get mega status receive a sponsorship package from Geocaching HQ, and the sponsorship includes a custom souvenir that you get on your profile page when you log your 10 cent the event, donations of tracking codes for event merchandise, you get the geocaching logo banners, the official ones, a visit from Signal the Frog, Signal the Frog, the official geocaching mascot who we talked about in season one, episode 14, who is also a trackable and currently a locationless cache. You can find out about mega and giga events that are scheduled by checking out the bookmark list of giga and mega events that is kept by geocaching.com. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out and maybe find one somewhere near you. So some fun facts about mega events, and this comes from geocaching.com. The mega event icon was first introduced on May 26, 2006. The first mega event was Geo Woodstock 4, GCRRC6, if you want to check that out, in Texas on May 27, 2006. The first international mega event was the geocaching multi-event, GC10A6Q in the Netherlands on April 4th, 2007. There have been 465 mega and giga events. There have been 364,262 attended logs on mega and giga events. It's estimated geocachers have traveled a whopping 90 million 842,145 miles to attend mega and giga events around the world. Signal the Frog's first mega event was Geo Woodstock 8, GC1QM7K in Washington on July 2nd, 2010. Geocaching HQ lackeys have attended mega and giga events every year since they were introduced. So if you go to some mega or giga events, you should be able to meet some of the HQ's lackeys and you can ask them some questions and get to know them and what all they do. So there is no spoiler alert for the cash highlight this week as I'm going to talk about MOGA 2021, which has already occurred. So I can't spoil it because it already happened. So... MOGA 2021 happened over Labor Day weekend in Owensboro, Kentucky. I ended up going down there with my husband and my son. They ended up coming with me, even though my husband is a muggle. We went down as a family Friday night. The two of them hung out at the hotel while I attended the welcome event. The welcome event had information about the various activities, there was a couple vendors there. Um, they had a costume contest that evening. You could pick up your registration packets. The costume contest was a Bigfoot UFO themed. People dressed up as men in black, aliens, tinfoil hats, all kinds of fun stuff like that. The next day on Saturday, there was a community event for the 
Barbecue Bourbon Bluegrass Geotour. It's right there. It was right by Mogul Central. It was a short five geocast geotour. And what you do when you go around to the different geocaches is there is a plaque or sign near the geocache location. And there is a tracking number on there, kind of like you would see for a trackable code. And what you do is you go to the um, GeoTour Passport website. There was a link to it from the uh, geocache page for the, the caches. And you enter in the five codes and it unlocks the opportunity for you to purchase a special GeoTour coin or t-shirt. But since the community event for the GeoTour happened to be going on that day. If you logged the five caches and then went to the community event, you were able to claim a special coin for that without having to pay the $15 that you would if you did it through the website. Now that coin was different than any of the options available on the website. So you had the opportunity to get the free coin and then also purchase one of the others or the t-shirt when you completed that. Uh, we did that. The GeoTour took us around. It's called Smothers Park. Really awesome playground for kids. My son absolutely loved it. We spent probably 45 minutes or so playing there. There's also a virtual cache there. There's an adventure lab there. Um, not exactly on the playground, but it just past the playground within the park is two different war memorials and the adventure lab there at the park is regarding those two memorials which it was really neat to check that out and see that over Memorial Weekend it was very fitting so we did all of those and then we headed back over to the community event when that was about to start up and as we were hanging out, there was other cashers gathering around. We kind of started talking to some people near us. And we were talking to one gentleman. And I thought, his voice sounds so familiar. And I, I told him, I said, your voice sounds really, really familiar. And he goes, are you the gal that has the podcast? And I didn't know it, but until that moment, I didn't realize that I was talking to... Warren from Max B on the River, who we talked to earlier in season two about his travel bug tours and his wife, Maxine, was there. And so completely unplanned and unexpected, I got to meet the two of them in person, which was really awesome. So nice. Great people. We talked to them for a little while. Um, they went off to meet some other geocaching friends. It was just so random and unexpected, and it was so cool to get to run into them there, of all places, where they live in Michigan and we live in Missouri, and we just randomly bumped into each other there. I also randomly met a couple other geocachers from the St. Louis area, just right across the river from where I'm at, so we both ended up traveling four hours to randomly meet each other in a different state. It was, it was pretty funny, pretty wild. So we claimed the... GeoTour coin, attended the event, got the special community event souvenir. And after that, we, we had been there for 
we've been out caching for a couple of hours at this point and the kiddo and the muggle were getting kind of tired and to be honest I was getting kind of worn out too well first we ended up visiting the bluegrass museum that was right there in the area which that was really really pretty neat area to go check out if you're in the area you like bluegrass music I would go check it out and then after that we went to lunch at a place called Feta's specialty pizza I recommend it it was really good after that we went back to our hotel and it was like 2 30 in the afternoon so we just kind of called it a day for that and the next day on Sunday was the official MOGA event there was different competitions running throughout the day there was individual competitions there were team competitions there was a puzzle competition there were vendors at MOGA Central we were not able to stay the whole day so I didn't do any of the competitions uh, we did go as a family to the MOGA Central we checked out the vendors Art Craft was there with their t-shirts that's where Bubby got his swag bag at that you'll hear him talk about and um, Space Coast Geostore was there which is where Bubby gets his little Signal the Frog stuffy as he calls it uh, they had all kinds of geocoins and tags and trackables and stuff there that you could check out that they, they had a lot it was pretty neat to see all the different items they had um, I also got to meet Mike aka where is it now from the where is it now geocaching podcast which was pretty awesome Mike and I have talked multiple times by text message a few phone calls Facebook messenger uh, he had me on his podcast but that was the first time I actually got to meet him in person so it was nice to get to meet him and I also got to meet Ron Eust who is the creator of the GeoGo app that you may or may not be aware of and use and it was really neat to get to meet him because I will be talking with him shortly um, after this is recorded but before it airs and interview him for the podcast so you will get to hear from him in an upcoming episode and talk about GeoGo and learn more about that so it was pretty cool getting to meet them and some other cashiers and run into people um, I swapped a trackable at, at a trackable table where they were doing a swap at I discovered some in different geocaches there were multiple vehicles that had trackable tags on them I was able to discover there were people walking around that had trackables that they were carrying trackable t-shirts trackable hats just trackables that they had hanging on their bags and stuff that you could discover it was it was pretty neat it was a neat experience it was the first time I'd ever been to a mega event like that um, I wish we could have stayed longer on Sunday but we ended up leaving Owensboro Kentucky and going to Indiana for a, a family event a graduation party a high school graduation party up there which was also a lot of fun and got to explain to some of my relatives what geocaching was so that was pretty cool uh, I really had a lot of fun seeing the family even though I didn't get to stay for the the closing ceremony stuff that they had later Sunday night but the family time was great also at Mogo Central they had the signal the frog official location list cache banner so 
I got to take a picture in front of that and claim the locationless cache. I did not get to actually see Signal the Frog due to COVID. The official mascot was not making an appearance there, but getting to snap a photo with the banner and claim the locationless cache was, was pretty cool. There are not a lot of locationless caches out there to actually claim, so getting to do one is pretty neat. And my son was able to do it too, and he was able to go caching. He enjoyed the geocaching as well, but I think his most favorite part was just the hotel pool and swimming there. Okay, so last weekend we went geocaching in what state? Tampa. No, Kentucky. Kentucky. Silly. And we went to a big geocaching event called MOGA. And you came with me. Yes, that's true. That's true. And what did we do at MOGA? Uh, I forgot. You forgot? We found geocaches. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yes, now I remember. Now you remember we found geocaches. Yes, that's And you took a picture with a banner that had what on it? A geocache. Um, signal the frog. Signal the frog, yes. And I also got on us the stuffy signal the frog. Yes, you got a stuffy signal the frog of your very own. And it's giant. No, it's not giant. It's small. It's small, but he's cute. Yes. He's just the right side for snuggling with, right? Yes. So do you know why we took a picture in front of the banner? Why? Because it counts as a special type of cache. If you what? post Yeah, you post your picture next to the banner and it counts as a special locationless cache. So you instead of finding a container, we take a picture of something yes. special. Yes. Did you like going to MOGA with me? Uh, yeah! What was your favorite part? Um, the well, we got to see different stuff. Where we got to see different stuff? What kind yes. of, what stuff are you talking about? The, like, the symbol thingies. Like the, what was it? Are you talking about the little stores that they had set up inside? The yeah! Vendors? The vendors that had all kinds of stuff for sale? Yes. And you got, Daddy bought you something else besides Signal the Frog. What did you get? Um, I got a swag bag. A swag bag. What's a swag bag? Um, it's a bag, um, where you can, like, um, get, you can buy it and you get different stuff in it and you can put stuff to train or the stuff you get from toy geocaches. Um, yeah, so your plan is you take your, your treasures that you get out of the geocaches and keep them in that bag, right? Mm-hmm. And on the way home, we stopped in Illinois, and we found a geocache, and you pulled something out of your swag bag and traded, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Thank you for listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? 
It's the magazine for geocachers. It is full of articles and photos all sent in by geocachers like you. In fact, some of the guests that you've heard on this show have submitted articles to Geocacher Magazine. They have all kinds of neat stuff and publish achievements that are sent in by geocachers. So if you have an achievement you want to celebrate, send it in and they will add it to the magazine. It is really cool. I recommend it. I subscribe to it myself and I love it. Go check it out at ftfgeo.com. That's ftfgeo.com. And let them know Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a topic you'd like to hear more about? Let me know at geocacheadventures.org. Go over to the contact page and you can send me a message there. It has the podcast email that you can email me to. Or you can reach out to shadowdragon1 on geocaching.com. geocacheadventures.org also has a store page now. You can go over there, geocacheadventures.org, and click on the store page in the menu bar and check it out. Got some great stuff over there for you.